we would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Amen. We're going to proceed into this series that we've started last week, Anointed. Last week we laid the groundwork of what it means to be anointed of the Holy Spirit, what it means to have the anointing of God in our lives, in our hearts, in our spirits, and that without the anointing, everything we do is futile. It's a waste of time without God's presence and God's Spirit. And that doesn't matter if it's in the church or outside the church. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something else we need in this church. We need the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in this church. Too many people walking in and walking out without being changed by the power of the Lord. And I can't manifest that and you can't manifest that, but the Holy Spirit can. I wonder if anybody right now would just start to pray in their heart right now during this sermon. God, let it hit the hearts. Let it hit the hearts. Let Lord God, let the words of a pastor feel that if they're him, let it fall away. But if it's you, God, let it resonate in the hearts of people. God, can we just pray that right now? I, I just feel like we need to pray that. Father, I ask you, God. I ask you, God, Lord, that you would take over the next few moments, God, of what is said in this room. That, Father, we would realize that, God, this is no game to you, God. I know many do realize that, but, God, I feel like, God, there's some that in their spirits, in their hearts, they've been playing a game with you. And, God, Lord, they're going to lose that game. They're going to lose because you don't play games, God. Lord, we try to, but you don't. Lord, I pray, God, for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to be in this room today. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit fill this place, fill the words that I say, God. And Lord, I pray, dear Jesus, let it resonate in our hearts today. God, we need, Lord, a move of your spirit. And, Lord, we're looking to you. Lord, we're asking you to move in a mighty way. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 27. We're going to look at a... This week and next week, we're going to look at the tale of two brothers, and this week is going to be in the Old Testament. Next week, we're going to take a story out of the New Testament, and we're going to explore a tale of two brothers. Today, we're going to talk about a very familiar story, if you've been in church for any period of time, uh, the story of Jacob and the story of Esau, and we're going to look at that story, and we're going to kind of explore it in a different way. All my life, I have preached it, heard it, taught it. that Jacob really was a villain in a lot of ways um, because Jacob, uh, he was the deceiver. He was, you know, he, he, can, he, uh, he stole what didn't, you know, he stole what didn't belong to him. But, uh, man, the Lord's just tore me up through this story as I began to explore it in a little more depth over the last little bit, getting ready to talk to you, that <clears throat> you can't take what didn't belong to you. And uh, you say, okay, where is this going? Uh, you'll see in just a moment. But let's, let's read a little bit of this story. Um, verse, uh, verse 1, uh, chapter 27 of Genesis says, When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older, older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the uh, days of my death. Now, then, take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, and go out in, in the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food, such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat it. Uh, it may eat that my soul may be blessed uh, may bless you before I die and Rebekah was listening and when Isaac spoke to to his son Esau so when Esau went to the field to hunt for the game and to bring it Rebekah said to her son Jacob I heard you I heard your father speak 
to your brother Esau. Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food, for that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord, uh, before the Lord, before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two uh, two good young goats, so that I may prepare for them to, uh, for for uh, from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man. I like that verse. He's a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will, will, uh, will feel me, and I, I shall uh, seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, let, uh, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and bring them to me. And the story goes on that he goes in, he brings the food to his father. They put the hair of young goats on his arms uh, so that... They can, his father's sight was failing. He feels of the arms and he says to him, he says, well, you feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. And so I don't believe he was as fooled as some people think. And he says, you sound different. You, 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 you feel like the one that I'm supposed to bless, but just don't sound like him. And I want you to hold on to that uh, where we're, we're going to go in just a moment. So uh, anyway, so Isaac ends up blessing uh, Jacob instead of Esau. And in all my life, Jacob has been the enemy in the story. He has just been the deceiver. Him and his mom plotted. And then I stumbled across some verses that kind of changed my opinion. So today I may give you a different view of this story as you leave this place. So just hold on, bear with me, uh, because we're going to get somewhere at the end. Now, there's much to be said about Jacob and Esau. Number one, they were twin brothers, and they had a very rough relationship. This relationship didn't become difficult at, uh, at you know, as they hit their adolescent years or their teen years. It was difficult before they were ever born. And so uh, to understand the difference in these young men, you need to understand one was a woodsman. He was a hunter. He was rough. He was a man's man. And the other boy,